Hey, this is Ollie, and welcome to The Body Reset. This podcast is being built to help career-driven professionals and business owners intelligently upgrade their body, energy, and personal performance in the modern world. I want to help uncover some of the core concepts, beliefs, and frameworks that we've used with thousands of clients to navigate health and performance as we age. If you want more like this, simply subscribe so you never miss the newest episode. While you're not losing weight from exercise, if you're stuck on the constant treadmill, uh, quite literally, of trying to burn body fat through running more, doing more cardio, through more exercise, and not seeing your body change in today's training, I want to walk you through what needs to fundamentally shift so that you can get your body back on your side. Uh, if you're not sure who I am, I'm Ollie. I'm the founder of Body Reset, and uh, we've helped thousands of clients in your exact spot. And I want to show you one of the fundamental shifts that need to happen to allow you to feel like you're looking at this in a way that you're actually getting results. You're not playing a losing game, and you feel confident this is something that will really work long term. All right. And what I'm leaning on to here, or what I'm referring to, is this concept of building up your engine, building back your metabolic rate. And this is something that really has been lost over the last decade, last couple of decades, where there's been such a culture and focus on dieting that we focus on the instant win over the next two to four weeks of how much can we lose in a week if we make a change, rather than looking after our body in a way that it looks after us, in a way that we can have a meal on the weekend and not stick, not have a drink or a night out and feel like we wake up with three extra kilos on the scales, right? An awareness of focusing on how to improve our health in a way that it becomes ultimately more resilient and more adaptive to the outside world. And that is our metabolic rate. So what I'm going to walk you through is, uh, or at least share with you, is a visual of our total daily energy expenditure. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, what I'm essentially showing is a pie chart of our BMR our exercise activity thermogenesis, also our our thermic effect from food and our non-exercise activity thermogenesis, NEAT. So it's an awareness of ultimately where all of that comes from. And the question that we're asking, uh, answering here is, where does burning this energy come from? Where does burning calories come from? And if we look at through exercises and fundamentally the exercise we do, it's a very small fraction of this pie. It's like 5%, all right? So when we look at, okay, I'm going to get in the treadmill for an hour, I'm going to go to a certain speed and incline, and I've burnt X amount of calories. That feels relatively small-minded in regards to the full picture that we really need to look at, which is building up that metabolic rate, building back that engine. And what I'm going to really address here is not just the BMR, but also what this orange and gray portion really mean, the thermic effect on food and NEAT. So there's three key areas I really want to address to allow you to realize that without even looking at traditional exercise in the sense of your uh, circuit class or your, your cardio, your running, your cycling, etc., which I totally understand can be as, as much, if not more, for mental health, uh, just a mental release, uh, cardiovascular fitness, and all these other the beautiful benefits but if the goal is fat loss the goal is body composition change so either building up muscle dropping body fat or both we want to make sure that we address this in a way that feels like you're making the best use of your time okay so what i'm going to look at here first is this thermic effect on food i think fun- fundamentally this is an area that uh, a lot of people are really missing at the moment with this culture of skipping breakfast and calling it fasting. Now, fasting is something that all of us do, right? All of us do it for probably 8, 9, 10, maybe 12 hours a day without even thinking about it. 
And then we start skipping meals and, and refining eating windows into 14, 16, 18, 20 hours and calling it magically this new thing called fasting, which is something we all do. And yes, there's benefits of autophagy and all these things, but getting an awareness of how often you do it and to what detriment might that become is the fact that so many clients that we work with, we start to see a level of malnourishment coming through, uh, i.e. not eating enough of the stuff they need to eat to function at a high degree. And more specifically, not eating enough of that in the first half of the day. I certainly like to keep a lever of around 10 a.m. of getting that uh, intake, a good amount of protein, good amount of micronutrients, good amount of veggies, maybe even some good fats to really fuel that body and make sure things are functioning throughout the day. And Overall, we've seen that from observation to be a better method for a lot of clients if they're in their mid-40s and 50s, they're high-functioning, they've got demands on their place, place in regards to work projects and certain deadlines and just cognitive load throughout the day where we still need to be able to function and have a high level of energy throughout the day. So an awareness of thermic effect of food and where I think that really benefits you from building that engine is that quite literally by increasing the frequency and timing of your meals, you can burn more body fat. And being able to improve the ratio of those foods, i.e. a little bit more protein and fats, maybe a little bit less of the refined carbs or processed food, is a really easy way to actually burn more calories from the food you're eating. I'm not talking about exercise. I'm talking about how much it actually takes energy-wise for you to burn and break down and digest food. And being able to look at that through the frequency of meals. You've probably seen this before where going from three meals to maybe four meals a day, you're actually total, overall eating more food and in a lot of ways giving yourself access to a lot more uh, quality nutrients like higher protein, more nutrients, etc. And being able to eat more and still drop body fat, right? So it no longer becomes just a discussion of dropping calories and exercising harder. It becomes a discussion of building back that engine. And I think it can be fundamentally shown through that one example of just how many times we've had clients eat more food through an increase in frequency, maybe eating earlier in the day and potentially eating more, more protein-dominant meals as opposed to carbohydrate-dominant meals all allows us to actually burn more from the timing and frequency of meals throughout the day just by manipulating that in food. All right, so that's the first category. The second one that we're looking at is NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or otherwise known as all the other movement you do in the day other than exercise. And I think this is one that I've noticed come through a ton where people are obsessing about doing the perfect workout. Is it hit? Is it cardio? Is it weights? What type of weights? And I think that you know all of those we can maximize, all of those questions we can answer, and we do, but an awareness of what else are you doing in your day. And for me, from a career standpoint, I went from doing a lot of really physical jobs in regards to, uh, well, the last one being personal training, and I was you know walking around, I was lifting dumbbells, I was helping clients out, all of these things, to moving to an office-based role, managing teams, and sitting for eight, 10 plus hours a day, right? Eight, eight to nine hours <laughs> and how much of a difference that fundamentally changed my metabolism because I was still getting a great workout in but I wasn't getting the benefit of the extra seven hours a day of moving throughout the day what I was doing is setting my bum <laughs> and not getting that extra movement throughout the day so it does have to be quite intentional and it is a reason that that has become you know, a common focus in getting healthy is do you take the stairs or the elevator? Do you uh, walk between meetings? Do you get your steps in throughout the day? There's nothing magical about 10,000 steps per se, but it does give us a nice target of are we moving enough in the day, right? For me, fundamentally anything over 7,000 is a, is a good day because it's so easy just to not move. And I think being able to address that as 
some of the people that are your notice or an observation I've certainly noticed and is actually being backed up by a lot of research here is you actually burn a lot more calories if you're someone who is a fidgeter or someone who can't sit still because it's that non-exercise activity thermogenesis that actually you know, is the other 23 hours a day or at least the other 15 hours that you're awake and being able to look at 15 minus the workout, right? One hour workout or allocated to the workout, the other 15 hours provided your sleeping eight hours gives us some time to look at what is the movement you're doing throughout the day that would benefit or contribute to that overall metabolic rate. So are you cleaning? Are you making sure that you're preparing for the next day rather than sitting on the couch? Are you finding a way to be active between meetings or even for the meetings, right? A walking meeting is always fun. <laughs> Can be a really great way to address a non-traditional exercise sense of movement throughout the day that has a significant impact on your overall metabolic rate. All right, so now we're looking at the second portion. But the one that we really can't miss, the one that we really don't want to overlook here is that BMR. It's an awareness of really 70%, maybe even up to 75% of our total energy expenditure is not from the exercise we do, it's not from the activity throughout the day, and it's not from our frequency of meals. It's from our overall metabolic rate. And what does that really come back to? It comes back down to, are we under-muscled? Are we well-muscled? Are we stressed throughout the day? Is there a high toxic load? Are we sleeping? Is there a level of hormonal balance that we need to address? And really just overall cellular function that we could address as well, all right? And I think the biggest one that really allows us, or one I'm going to focus on today that really encapsulates a lot of those other ones is, are you well muscled? And the goal here is not to be a bodybuilder. And frankly, if you're over 40, even if you wanted to be, it's going to be a full-time effort to even get there. The goal here is to maintain muscle for as long as you can so that there's a level of maintenance of one of the key levers to longevity being well muscled. Not only does it help with longevity and health and, and being able to create a level of general resiliency in life, it's also very much a very helpful step in improving your metabolic rate. And as soon as we get rid of this concern of, am I going to put too much muscle on, which is very much worrying about the extremes before you've even started, we're able to focus on how to increase how much you burn at rest. And when you get to this place where it's not about how much exercise you do, it's about how much you're looking after your body so you burn more at rest, how we're able to improve the health of the, the overall system so that you're able to burn 2,500, 3,000 plus calories rather than having to eat you know, two lettuce leaves and an almond in the concern or worry that you're going to put one on weight. And that's the space where most people get to when they've done diet after diet after diet is we start to really damage and break down this, this metabolism over time. So getting an awareness of... How do I look at metabolic rate, building this engine in a different sense of over time, my relationship with food, my relationship with my health, my relationship with this fat loss journey is that the more I look after the body, the more it looks after me. And if we start to address these other three pieces of the puzzle, the thermic effect on food, the frequency of meals, the timing of meals, the second part, the non-exercise activity thermogenesis, am I working in the, walking in the day? Am I moving? Am I staying active? Am I, am I getting a certain step count? And lastly, am I building a level of muscle? Am I looking and monitoring my uh, stress levels, my sleep quality, my toxic load in the body so that I can really keep a happy, healthy overall metabolic rate? And that really allows us to address, I think, the overall, overall or underlying issue that is in the way if you're in a spot where you feel you're doing the stuff but your body is not giving you the result. And it's not the sexy answer. It's not the short-term answer. 
but it is one that really will shift the way you think about health. It will change the relationship with your body from something that is so focused on restriction to actually compassion, which becomes a much more sustainable and long-term goal that you can rely on. And I think a work worthwhile activity when you start to focus on maximizing the process, not the outcome. You start to focus on how what you do every day makes you feel, how you how you show up, how energized your body feels overall. That's ultimately going to pay dividends to your overall metabolic rate and playing a much bigger game. And uh, hopefully this has given a little bit of insight into the non-sexy stuff, which is sustainable health that many of you say that you want, yet very few attain. There's a discussion of being well-muscled healthy and approaching health with a more compassionate lens which is not restriction and trying to get results in two weeks but rather focusing on the ability to build a strong resilient and healthy body so i hope that was helpful uh, we could certainly dive into this more in future but the discussion of your overall energy expenditure for the day and where that comes from being that metabolic rate and not just the amount of calories you burn on a treadmill does become a worthwhile discussion and a conversation of long-term health so i hope you're all having an amazing week team uh, any questions any topics on this that I can really dive in, drop them below and I'll certainly make, do my best to answer them later on. And if there's an area of this that you really want to dive into, maybe it's a level of understanding how I can really reset my mentality around health, how I can really reset my focus around quality exercise, uh, I'm going to drop a link below to our master reset training. It becomes a really lovely rethink about uh, what these strategies and steps look like to build your body back. And if you want help to really create more of a personalized approach around going deeper under the hood to find out what key nutrient deficiencies are coming through, what hormonal disruptions, what uh, habits we need to support to really get your body back on your side. That's what we do every single week, every single year. And we've helped thousands of clients get there with uh, some pretty amazing results. So I'll grab that, uh, drop that link below uh, to the master reset so that you can go through if you haven't gone through that already. Really lovely place to start. Uh, I hope today was helpful and I hope you have an amazing week. Talk soon. Bye. This episode was brought to you by The Body Reset, world leaders in health and performance coaching. If you love this episode, it would be a massive help if you just share with one person that you think would benefit. I'd also love to hear from you personally on social media or via email if I can help you personally. Until next time, remember long-term change comes from self-compassion and thanks for tuning in.